0: And welcome back to PoetCast. I'm sorry for the abrupt cutoff last time, but online voice recorder only lets you record for 10 minutes at a time, so... Anyway, yeah, so, the poem that I was reading, Death of the Patriots, um, okay, so, I'm gonna read that again. Starting from the beginning, because I just feel that maybe a review would be good, and I just don't want to start off like in the middle. Um, okay, so, here it is. July 4th, 1826. The trump of war rings loudly, yet burns brighter glory's flame where the sons of liberty have met to seal the scroll of fame. They pause, that band, it is not fear that bids the life pulse start. Oh no, the harm resolved are here, and those of valorous heart. They shrink not from the unequal fray, these noble godlike men. And yet, O heaven, to thrust away cords that bind not again. Now cheer ye, cheer ye to these strife. For God the lot is cast, to arms, to arms, the combat's rife, the rubicon is past, years that have flown, ye gave to birth. Deans of the lofty, brave, a nation free among the earth sits queen on slavery's grave, and those renowned, her men of might, that battled, toiled, and bled, have gone in the ray of victory's light to join the martyrs. Blessed is their lot, no common mould, mound, mound, yeah. Emraps the veterans form. He slumbers gathered to that fold, where beats not sorrow's storm. But ye, hoarse T'was fit that ye thus hallowed your proud day, when in thunders of that jubilee your spirits passed away. Yea, while your anthems roll afar. And our banners floated high, glory, sublimely, wreath the car that bore ye to the sky. Released ye weight in flesh. Not now the spirit stirring call. O oh God, tis lofty thus to bow. Tis glorious thus to fall. So that was the poem, "Death of the Patriots," and you might have heard me uh, pronounce a few things wrong that was because this was written by a guy named William Tappan who lived from 1794 to 1849 so again like the poem about Abraham Lincoln in the last episode some old language um okay so now Moving on to a poem about John Quincy Adams, and then I promise we'll actually get to the poem by George Washington. So, here it is. Um, it is called Lines on the Death of John Quincy Adams, a poem by James Monroe Whitfield. So, here it is. The great, the good, the just, the true, has yielded up his latest breath. The noblest man our country knew bows to the ghastly monster death, the son of whose deathless name stands first on history's brightest page, the highest on the list of fame a statesman patriot and sage in early youth. He learned to prize the freedom which his father won. The mantle of the patriot sire descended on his mightier son. Signs, her deepest hidden lore, beneath his potent touch revealed. Philosophy's abundant store, alike his mighty mind could wield. The brilliant page of poetry received editions from his pen of holy truth and purity. And thoughts which roused the souls of men, Eloquence did his heart inspire, And from his lips in glory blazed, Till nations caught the glowing fire, And senates trembled as they praised, While all the recreant of the land to slaver his idol bowed the knee, A fawning psychopantic band, fit tools of petty tyranny, He stood amid the recreant throng the chosen champion of the free, the battled fearlessly, and battled fearlessly and longed for justice, right, and liberty. What thou grim death has sealed his doom, whose who faithful God proved to us in slavery o'er the patriot's tomb, exulting pours its deadliest curse. Among the virtuous and free his memory will ever live, champion of right and Liberty, the Blessing, Truth, and Virtue, get Okay, so like the last poem, there was some complex language in it, um, and it also, uh, not as much, but uses the break, like, the breaking of a line, is that how you would say it? Like, a line that starts the rhyme, rhyme that doesn't apply to the rhyme, and then, another rhyme, and then the one after that. That is another rhyme, such as in Death of the Patriots. Um, and another thing I find interesting about this one is that they never mention, in both of them, they never actually mention John Adams and Thomas Jefferson in the first one, and John Quincy Adams in the second. Which I think is amazing, because it's really hard not to mention something in a poem, and yet make it still all applied, and that's very hard. It's kind of like the superstition about the play Macbeth, and now... We're going on to the poem about George Washington. Well no, not about George Washington, but written by him. Um so there are actually two poems. One was when he was a teenager and he was in love, and then the second one is the poem that he that we don't know the inspiration of. But I'm gonna read that one. It's called Oh Ye God. Here it is. O ye gods, why should my poor, re- resistless heart stand to oppose thy might and power, at last surrender to Cupid's feathered dart, and now lays bleeding every hour? For her that's pitiless of my grief and woes, and will not on me pity take, I'll sleep amongst my inveterate foes, and gladness never with with to wake, in deluding sleepings, let my eyelids close, that is, in an unwrapped dream, I may, in a soft, rolling sleep and gentle repose, possesses those joys denied by day." And he actually never wrote any poems in his later years, and there is a historical theory that he actually copied them from an Unknown poetry book. Um, yeah, so um, I hope you enjoyed this poem.